This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Welcome to the War Room today. Um, very special guest today, another veteran. Anytime I have the opportunity to have another veteran on, man, that that to me, that's the best day I can ever have on this podcast. So um, as a veteran myself, so welcome to the show, Wiley. It's great to have you here. Um, hey, brother. Thank you for having me. It's good to be with uh, another vet. Awesome. Well, hey, I always like to say I'm really terrible about introducing people. So, so, so right. if you can just take like 30 seconds sure. and just uh, fill the audience in about who you are, what you do, and what your superpower is. Yeah, of course. Um, you go with swearing a little bit? Is that all yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. Go, oh, go I, ahead. I thought I'd ask that. Well, <laughs> my, my name is, Wy- tastefully, my name is yes. Wiley McGraw. You know, I'm the founder of Radical Performance Acceleration for the last 14 years. I've been behind the scenes unfucking the lives of powerful people. Um, and what that means is essentially, uh, I, I have a very close, intimate relationship with two to three people per year. I'm integrated into their lives and I close the gap between where they are, where they really want to be, making them face themselves, battling their demons that plague them and truly optimizing their lives holistically from all angles, relationships, health, uh, m- mental, emotional, spiritual, all aspects of what the human being represents. That's the nature of my superpowers, being able to see and expose the blind spots that other people cannot uh, erupt the stresses that coaches and therapists are unable to get into and, and actually battle through them with that individual so they can experience what you know we typically call real healing and real transformation. And consequently, as a byproduct, their performance in life and business accelerates. And then when I'm done, I get the hell out of their way. It's like being a special operations force going in, getting the job done and, and moving out. Yeah. It's yeah. carrying a big ass crowbar around sometimes. Pretty much. <laughs> sometimes beating them with it, you know. <laughs> I I know. I know yeah. the I know the mentality sometimes. You just sometimes people yeah. need some tough love too, right? Well, that's all I that's all it's about. I mean, yeah. the, the nature of it is showing them love by being in it with them in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Again, the work I do is not a program, it's not a typical personal yeah. development coaching system. Uh, trying to describe that to people has been the hardest thing for a very long time. Even now with all the digital stuff I've had to put together, uh, you know, we're writing our book finally and things like that, trying to explain it. So yeah, it's, it's really at the end of the day is I use that word tastefully unfucking their lives is really getting sure. in there and closing those gaps uh, so that people can stop experiencing the chase of success, yeah. the never ending quest and grind. And they actually get to live from it with peace and, and satisfaction with their success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I have a lot of the same philosophy when it comes to that. And you can't stand on top of the mountain and mm-hmm. try to tell people what to do, right? Mm-hmm. You you got to be beside them. You're the freaking fire team leader beside mm-hmm. them. Yeah. You're either sometimes just helping them up or dragging them up the fucking mountain. Right. One of the two. Sometimes you just got to grab somebody by the feet and just drag them up the damn mountain. Yep. I, I've been doing this my entire life. I, it's like I, I, we make the joke, but it's not really a joke that I've been battling these demons since I came out of the womb. And I didn't understand that superpower until I got into the military and went to war and experienced this yeah. like aha moment of like, wait, I am you uniquely weird and different to a degree. Let me when I got out of the military it was like, let me get on the path of self mastery and understanding 
all my connections to Eastern and Western philosophies uh, and learning mm -hmm. about human experiences and what it means to be the best version of ourselves, not the stuff that's yeah. taught in books and things like that. And, and it just became this place where we built the business around who I am rather than what I've learned or studied. Yeah, it's right. It's okay to be three degrees off bubble, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I specialize in mortar gun systems. We don't want to be uh we don't want to be that far off in our sights. <laughs> Not a good thing. Well, that, that's a that's a that's a different conversation. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Oh, well, man. hey, curious to you know. Did did you grow up in an entrepreneur family? Did you have that in your family? Uh, yes and no. So mm. my dad's parents were both. Uh, well, my, my, let me back up just two seconds here. My dad's sure. dad was a Normandy vet, uh, D Day, oh, World wow. War II, and so was my mom's dad. He flew in the Army Air Corps, which we can get to that whole conversation about their casualty rate. But my grandfather was a war vet and became a police officer and retired as a police chief. But on the side, with my my grandmother, my dad's mom, she was an entrepreneur, and they. They had a lot of investments. They did stuff with like talk radio and the newspapers and, you know, California, um, the Orange County Register and things like that. Very connected to Disney. So they had that in their blood. But then, of course, I wasn't necessarily raised in an entrepreneurial environment, even though mm -hmm. in high school, I started my own little car washing, window washing business in my neighborhood because I wanted to make a little cash. And I wanted to experience kind of that freedom of doing my own thing while I was in between the sports that I had to play. So I think it's kind of the best of both worlds where I had to learn how to become my own man and figure out how to become an entrepreneur, if you will, without knowing the definition at the time. And at the same time, having people in the energy around me that still uh, showcase parts of that uh, aspect of being in business. So I would say yeah. yes or no. Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, it's interesting because you bring up the fact that, uh, one tie-in I've always been able to make with most of the guests we have on the show is, so it's either, you know, a farm or like, cause I grew up on a farm, right? Mm -hmm. It's a farm sport. They, you know, started early and had the lemonade stand stuff and kept yeah. pursuing that yeah. or military. Right. Mm -hmm. So you know, you chose the military path, just like I did. I grew up on a farm and then my mom was, uh, she was, she owned a couple different businesses in town. My dad farmed. And so I kind of grew up in that too. Yeah. And then the military tradition of things, you know, would have been kind of, well, it wouldn't have been good if I didn't do that. Yeah. You know? And I grew up, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's just in the family tradition of things and right. So, you know, I did that, but the whole time in my military career, cause I did all 20 plus 20. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. 20. And, wow. and, but a couple years after I was in the military, that bug just got me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that led down my path of entrepreneurship while I was in the military and all that stuff too. Mm -hmm. And, but it's, it's pretty cool how you connect all these dots. And I imagine a lot of those dots were the same for you. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Every man in my family since World War II has served in the military. Uh, yeah. Fathers, uh, uncles, both my brothers served simultaneously while, while I was in. Um, mm -hmm. So we have that tradition in there as well. It was just part of the fabric. You're right. The fabric of who you are and what you're mm -hmm. around, it does infect you. And that's the word I like to use even in, in generalized conversation around how 
doing the work to better yourself will naturally infect those around you. So if you're living mm -hmm. in a household of military slash entrepreneurs, it's going to infect you. Now, of course, dynamics play a huge part. Stress plays a huge part. Dysfunction and all those different elements that can impact what you take on and learn as you get older. You have to start, it's almost clawing through those like <laughs> different layers to figure out what is best for you and what makes sense for you rather than trying to emulate or try to be like someone else in your family or, or in your life. So everybody served in the military. We all fought in different wars. Um, but at the same time, there was just that bug too. Like even in the military, when I was in, I wanted to stay in longer than I actually did. I wanted to get into the pipeline, to get into the special operations community with the Ranger Battalion and do that like my middle brother did. But again, the universe, whatever it was aligned, he said, it's not meant for you. You're out. You got to get out and go do what you're meant to do. So I think it's great to have that kind of uh, connection to understanding all the experiences that I had helped me really see who I already was. And mm -hmm. that is, I think, a key component for people too that might be listening going, well, your experiences don't necessarily make who you, who you are, you are who you are. You might just be carrying around a lot of weight that's not yours. And it's, it's important to realize that having those experiences lets you reveal to yourself who you are and then utilizing the, the energy or power of those experiences to drive you forward, I think is what can birth you into these paths of whether or not you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to go work for a huge company or you want to be, you know, an athlete, what, one way or the other, you'll figure mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. 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 And I honestly, I have, I, I think humans, just humans period, right? If you strip away everything that we had today, right. And we, we are entrepreneurs period, right? Because if you take everything we have away and we're in a loincloth all over again, right. 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 And we got to go out and hunt and forage and do all those things. And, and we got to barter maybe for things with, with, you know, I don't know, with, chickens or something right yeah. and, right that's entrepreneurship but, <laughs> but that is entrepreneurship right it at is. its at its core well you know being in the military there is <laughs> some degree of entrepreneurship too in each each position that you're in because you have to figure out and mm -hmm. learn how to uh, to do the job above and below you and yeah. you have to learn how to problem solve in moments where you don't have necessarily the tools or the answers so it does force you into this. It's a very dynamic way to live, to understand, like you said, mm -hmm. you strip that down. Who are you? When you strip away the money, are you happy with your success? Are you really successful? So you start to look at taking away these elements that we, we chalk up as being the metrics to define us and go, you know what? We are at the core entrepreneurs. I played sports. Yeah. I was around pro athletes growing up, uh, but I, didn't, I felt the pressures of being perfect and doing what I was told to do rather than what I wanted to do. So that's what drove me into the military. So, but still there's that drive of inside us going, I need to problem solve for my life or I, I become a victim to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm curious about that because like, you know, you do a lot of this work with entrepreneurs and stuff like that. And that problem solving piece, right. Is, is it's critical to the success of business ownership is to be able to problem solve. Sure. And I always, I always go back to this. I don't remember the kid's name. I think he was an E4 mm -hmm. and it was during the kickoff of the war and all the IEDs and all that stuff. And, and he's the, the kid that came up with the first system with the ammo can to jam signals and all this stuff in the, mm -hmm. in the, uh, the, the, the front of the Humvee, it would just sit on the front of the Humvee and it saved right. a lot. Obviously it's what became the rhino system, I think, or whatever. Yeah. It is. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But you look at that problem solving part, right. That 
like we had to do that in the middle. There wasn't an option. No. You either did it or your no. people got killed, right? So, so you know, now move that over into business and the folks that you work with in business. You know, what what does that look like for your journey with a lot of the people that you're working with today in that problem solving piece of it? Well, that's I start first and foremost by declaring it for people to understand that your personal and professional performance are not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. And the experiences you have in your life and or business are a direct reflection of how well you live your life, whether you are conscious to it or not. Um mm-hmm. Our society is very hyper-compartmentalized. Human beings are not meant to be compartmentalized, yet our personal development, our business strategies, everything is very uh, linear, if you will, put in a box, labeled, because mm-hmm. we are honestly at the core afraid of the unknowns. So we like to figure out a ways to control and understand what might be considered unknown to us. And that's where, again, we problem solve from those perches. But when it comes back to understanding even the nature of my work is I'm not industry specific. I work with public figures, celebrities, CEOs, business owners, it doesn't matter what their background is. So I always talk about problem solving who you are first, looking at your life and being willing to turn around and face yourself is the hardest thing for any human being to do. I'm in a conversation, as I call the calibration uh, aspect of a potential new client right now who I've been spending months with. And that's my commitment to my mission. It's not a a business I do. It's a, a mission that I'm on where I give time, energy, sometimes my own resources to make sure that this person that I've been introduced to is ready for what I'm going to do with them and put them through. Because what we're going to do first and foremost is strip down who they are and go after the hardest parts of the truth that they refuse to look at that is in fact infecting their ability to problem solve in their business, to make the money they really want, to experience the satisfaction with everything they've created. And that goes back to understanding, look at celebrities and our biggest public figures and business owners there's a lot of chaos going on and people mm-hmm. think that's just the cost of being human. And it's not, it's the fact that they have not fixed who they are holistically. They have not optimized themselves because they've figured I have chaos, I have stress, and I'm going to use that as a fuel to build my business, but that's a bad burning fuel source. And until you clean that out, you're not going to get the most out of who you are and your power and potential. Imagine who someone you, you might see in the public eye right now that's doing crazy cool stuff but causing a lot of discourse. Imagine who that person would be if they problem solved themselves first, rather than trying to do everything outside of who they are. And then constantly hiring the yes men that surround them to only tell them what they want to hear rather than basically, like you said, taking the crowbar and, and ripping them open. So that's, I start with the fact that it, everything is holistic. It, everything is determined based on who the individual was and how intense everything that they've go, grown up with is around them. It's not just the person, it's generation, it's the culture. It's family mm-hmm. dynamics, it's health. All of that plays a part in your ability to perform at the top of your game and experience success. But what's amazing, brother, is how human beings are so compartmentalized, we can still stay in alignment and make as much money as we make despite being in a lot of pain and dealing with a lot of stress mm-hmm. and coping with life. So for me, I, I take that away. I make these powerful people as elite and as optimal as possible because the influence and the impact that they have on the masses is drastic. And until you get them in a good place, their problem solving is going to be limited. And I want them to hear and understand it starts with you first. You are the epicenter for everything that goes on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting, you know, when you like, cause I've worked with many celebrities too. And yeah. 
and like high profile people and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's hard to have a rippling impact when you don't even have your own house clean. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you have some impact, but then the, the effect could be far greater, right. Because of, you know, you know, even A-listers, A-lister, you know, actors and actresses, it's amazing some of the limiting beliefs they have in themselves, right? Sure. And, and absolutely that stuff gets cleared out of the way and it just it opens up life. I mean, it's like but the only way to do that, the only way to do that is actually fight through it. And see, mm-hmm. people don't like that. Yeah. That's why confrontation feels awful. It sounds bad to people. Um, right. They they don't realize that they're only in, manifesting and hiring, like I call the yes men or the people that are that insulate their demons, that keep them mm-hmm. in a state of feeling the way they do. And in their head, they intellectualize therapy and coaching. They hire the big celebrity household names that we all know because it makes them feel or think like things are actually changing for them. And yet they're caught in yeah. this hell loop that never really gets them out of it. But the fact that they can have such a, a massive impact on the population and millions of people is huge. Think about this gal, I think spent $600,000 to transform her body to look like Kim Kardashian and then realize how much she jacked herself up and had to like try <laughs> to figure out and is in a complete state of regret, Her, but her life is ruined all because of the influence that Kim had on her based on how she lives her life. So this is the impact and the influence or what I call the infection that those people at the top have on the masses. And if they are not, like you said, their house is not clean and they're not the best, most optimized version of themselves and they are not living from a place of standard, look what happens to people that Mm -hmm. follow them. And you have people that will cult-like a personality grip on the idea that they protecting these celebrities, even though those celebrities don't care anything about them because that, that infection is there. And that's why going back to that point that you made, it's like, we have to get them to clean their stuff out first, yeah. but nobody, people are afraid of that. So yeah. you got to find those that want it. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I look at it like when you're in a place where you, you know, you're not obscure anymore and you are affecting people's lives. I mean, to me, it's a social responsibility to have your own house clean. So you are projecting things out that, you know, are good for society and they are good for, you know, kids that are growing up because I mean, look at the people we looked up to Michael Jordan, you know, all these, and there were some bad ones in there, but like Michael Jordan is like a staple. He's never had any real negative press stuff and, you know, stuff like that. He's, he's pretty much kept his life. Well, whether it's clean or not, it appears that way. And it's kind of stayed that way. Right. And, and he's somebody that I know as a kid, he was on the Wheaties box, you know, we looked up to him. Right. And, and he, and he always had that clean, you know, type of image. And there's a lot of people out there today though, that, you know, they're, they're trying to do a lot of good things, but then they're counteracting it all by doing stupid things. Right. Right. So, right. <laughs> yeah. And what happens is, is, is the people that are watching it on Twitter, yeah. on, on social media will defend it when they do something stupid and say, well, yeah. they've created this over here. So who are you? Did you create that too? And then you have this yeah. weird 
it's like we're almost reverting back to high school drama and adolescence where we <laughs> nobody's problem solving there. You know, it's just this right. constant state of it, I don't care how much money that person has made or the rockets they've created or the things that they've added to our society. Yes. Has it helped in some degree? Yes. But it's not the end all be all. If that mm-hmm. person sitting on a social media platform creating massive disturbance and uh, causing dis- destruction in the fabric of society, there's nothing to defend there. But people will defend it because they personally feel inadequate in their own lives and not where mm-hmm. they really want to be. So if I'm broken, it's okay if he is a little bit. It's okay if she is a little bit. And right. this is where humanity is losing its ways because we are not making sure that we are doing the hard work first to face ourselves, looking at the truth that plays the same thing in a company. I worked uh, at a hedge fund many years ago. I got asked to come in through a client of mine. And it's amazing how they're like, well, we're going to hire outside resources to try to fix the, the culture in the company. And it's like, it starts with you. The leader didn't want to look at himself. He thought I'm going to bring in things outside of me and you're going to fix it for me. I'm going to still get to be the who I am, the way I am. And I could see it right as soon as mm-hmm. I walked through the door the first day. It's like, I, you're, the, you're the problem. And it's not the fact that you're just a problem. It's the fact that you are, you're carrying more weight than you should. You have a very unhealthy dynamic at home. All of these things that we uncovered together, being in their energy and space with them in the trenches, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. is where I can expose that truth and hold them in there so we can fight it together. That is what frees people from the shackles that bind them through the trauma and the pain and the stress that we tend to just swallow, especially men, and feel like we're going to be leaders and we're going to do things great out in the world and then wonder why. Why is my culture and my billion-dollar company not working the way I want it to? Well, let me hire another coach to come in and figure out or another consultant team where, you know, like an energy executive that I met years ago at the gym said, I'm spending a million dollars a year on executive coaches just for my small team operating over here. He goes, and nothing's changing. Yeah. Look at where the leadership is. Look at who mm-hmm. you are. If you're not leading your life the right way, it's going to influence your middle management and they're going to influence your team and the culture as a byproduct is going to suffer. Sure. That parlays into all areas of life, all industries. We're human. Stop trying to compartmentalize that and thinking that it's different to different degrees. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. the the famous quote, do as I say, not as I do, right? <laughs> that is so <laughs> true. That is so true. <laughs> How many times yeah. did we hear that one in the military? <laughs> All the time, right? All the time, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and 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 that's not that's not what wins wars. That's not what makes yeah. successful companies. That's not yeah. what any of that. Yeah. And you know, well, well, hey, I, I tell you, there was a lot of takeaways from what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. But for our hardheads in the crowd <laughs> that didn't quite get it. <laughs> I hope there's not, but yes. Uh, well, there's always a few. Uh, um, sure, but I love them anyway. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if if you had a couple of pieces of solid, you know, advice you'd want to give out, what would be just a couple nuggets you'd want to drop? One of the, you know, this. I'm going to say this first to start, and you understand it very well, and all military does. We mm-hmm. have that philosophy, especially in weapons, marksmanship, or anything that we do. It's all about slowing down becoming present. We say slow is smooth, yeah, smooth is fast. fast, right? <laughs> the other thing I add to that is when you become fast, then you become lethal. Mm-hmm. You can use lethality in the sense of successful when it comes to business, relationships, et cetera. So I would tell people that are hard-headed, if you will, is time to start, start taking some self-inventory, slowing down enough where you can open up the capacity of self-awareness and some self-actualization because you'd be mm-hmm. surprised 
how the, the answers you probably are trying to seek outside of yourself are right there, but you have not slowed down enough to create, as we say in Kung Fu or the martial arts that I practice, you create enough capacity of space where you can accept whatever stimuli or attack comes your way and the right response will then present itself to you rather than you racking yourself around trying to figure out the response. Mm -hmm. So I give these people that are maybe having a hard time with it to realize it starts with your ability to be, it's almost like self-audit, slow down, take some time for presence. I think we miss out on so many things in life because life is moving so fast. We can't solve all our problems while trying to keep up with the pace of life and what's being thrown at us. That's why it takes discipline to slow yourself down rather than being a victim or chained to the consequences of life. You will find answers within. You'll find answers show up for you, but a little bit more effortlessly. It's that presence of mind to say, you know what, before I react, let me just take that extra. We hear it all the time. Take the 10 breaths or you know, slow down and take 10 seconds and before you respond to someone. Well, I'm talking about doing a little audit, creating some space in yourself figuring out whether or not the the response you have is necessary in that moment or it needs to be delivered in a different way you'll start to change mm -hmm. the way in which you lead yourself and then you lead others when you give yourself permission to just slow down to the fundamentals of who you are and how you're operated and you'll watch how you'll start to pick up speed much more efficiently that way yeah yeah for sure that i mean that's great advice for sure and you know, those are all like tools I try to live by. We don't always get it perfect, right? But we do do the best we can. Sometimes we need just somebody to come in and lay a boot in our ass, right? <laughs> to get it home, drive I it think home. We're, yeah, I think we're missing a lot of that now in society. I mean, 20 yeah. years ago, it's we have that proverbial, you know, sometimes you need to get hit upside the head with a chair to wake up. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you need to get your feelings hurt. So mm -hmm. you wake the F up and you focus on yourself. Yeah. And I think people are too caught up in everybody else because they don't want to feel the truth about themselves. So it's easy to get distracted. It's quick to talk about everybody else's crap and, and be afraid to look at your own. But at the end of the day, that's where it actually the magic happens in your life. You want transformation to really take hold? Stop seeking it outside of yourself and start realizing you have to battle who you are first and really get clear yeah. on what you actually want and what is standing in your way. Yeah, a little pain don't hurt sometimes. The pain you feel might be the pain you're carrying rattling inside yeah. you to come out. But you know what happens? We don't like you're you're making you're making me feel this way. No, I'm just making you feel your own pain. So yeah, it's time for you to right. embrace that. Pay attention to it's not always going to be in your timing that you think in your head. It's not always going to look the way mm -hmm. you want it to. It's not going to always feel and sound the way you want it to. If it's in the moment where you're asking for help or change and that person or resource shows up and makes you feel awful and it pisses you off that's when you need to lean into that and go, you know what, let me pull that closer to me. Even though I'm scared, I don't know what they're going to do. I have no idea what's going to happen. That is the moment that God or whatever you pray to is saying, here, here's the answer. But what we do is we push that away because it doesn't feel good. So I'm going to go find something that sounds cool and feels good. I'm going to go do the military boot camp weekend with these guys, <laughs> ah, beat each other up and be cool. All you're doing is basically concrete into the, into the, to the ego, you're making the ego yeah, feel like right. it's got control. And you think you've got something going on in reality, you're going to go home and suffer when you're trying to sleep. At mm -hmm. night. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like, I used to tell my boys every time we'd leave the wire, embrace the suck boys and follow me. There you go. Right? Lead from the front. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, what's beautiful about that <laughs> statement is it's different than sucking it up. Mm -hmm. And I talk about, 
you know this well, all military does. The only time you should be sucking it up when you hear it in society now is when you're on a battlefield. Yeah. When you're being when you're in a gunfight and you're dealing with um, death and destruction around you, sucking it up and getting after it, that matters. But yeah. if you're a business owner and you're dealing with pain and you're dealing with chaos in your life, this idea that we're going to follow the philosophy of the military, suck it up and deal with it, is the reason why you might be, it's almost like you're swallowing a little bit of poison every day, hoping, man, this won't kill me. I'll be all right. <laughs> it's different. Embrace the suck of the moment, but do yeah. something about it. Right. Take the action. Absolutely. Yeah. And Take lead the from action. the front. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Man, what a great conversation, brother. And uh, I, I want people to know how to get a hold of you. How do people get in touch with you? Well, you know, we have uh, the new podcast, Wise Words and Whiskey with Wiley McGraw. It's all about low-key conversations on high-performance yeah, yeah. living like this. I'm having fun being a podcast host and bringing on some really cool guests. I've got actually General Petraeus is uh, potentially coming on the show in May. Sweet. I've got some politicians, some other influencers, really cool people just from all walks of life that I bring on. We share a little good whiskey together and have these conversations. Um, I, of course, I have WileyMcGraw.com up there with all my philosophies and you know white papers cool. I've written about uh, high-performance living and what it takes to battle your demons and, and optimize your life. Um, I am on social media, Twitter, things like that. But um, those are the two main places people can connect with is the, the podcast and the, and the website. Yeah, awesome. Great, man. Well, hey, to kind of close things out, I love to ask this kind of final question. And that is, if you could have had anybody on the show with us today, dead or alive at any point in time, who do you love to have here and why them? Keanu Reeves. And I got asked that question a couple mm -hmm. months ago, but Keanu, Keanu Reeves, because he and I share a lot of philosophies. We know similar people as well. Mm -hmm. um, and people have told me, like, we got to get you guys together because you guys chop it up for hours on end about the philosophies of life that you're in alignment with. And I think that would be a yeah. fantastic he would just be a great guy to have around and just chop it up with. And I think it would make our conversation that much more evolutionary. Uh, yeah. And it would, it would open up people's horizons, what they believe to be true. And it would really get people to, you know, churn the juices of like, wow, I didn't understand that from that perspective. And now I do. I think he'd be a great just personality and uh, partner to talk with and someone you, you can hang out with who's just down to earth and really appreciates quality conversation. Yeah. I've heard he is like one of the, most easiest people if you'd run into him on the street yeah. and you didn't know who he was he doesn't elevate himself like that no no it's like Shaq is the same way yeah Shaq that's what i heard about Shaq. yeah yeah <laughs> he, i mean he just goes into a grocery store and just pays for the whole everybody in there well, that's me, like Keanu, yeah Keanu does the same thing i you know similar people we know in, yeah. in the industry have said yeah he'll you'll run into people in the street he'll talk to you and he's bought yeah. people breakfast at coffee shops motorcycles for uh, yeah. certain people that are you know his workers on the set for the movies he's on so he's just a good person i think he lives from a completely different philosophy about being mm -hmm. the best version of himself and constantly looking at who he is and yeah. never puts himself in a position where he he says i i i've figured it out and i know that i'm better than you and that's you know yeah. i think that attitude is huge and people can learn really well from that yeah for sure well, hey, man, it, it's been great having you Likewise. on the show. And, yeah. uh, you know, we all have the same 168 every week. Thanks for stopping by for 30 here yeah. and spending, some time, spending yeah. some time with us on the war room. I've had a good time. I appreciate you, brother. All right. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. 
Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode. We'll be right back. 